What's up, everybody? Welcome back to an early edition of the Two Buck Sports Podcast. It is our favorite week. Drew and I share a very favorite holiday, and it falls on our normal recording week this week on Thursday. And so we are coming to you a little bit early this week, much like we did last week. I am your co-host, Rusty Buckets, checking in tonight from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for what could be one of the last times. Ever. Dun, dun, dun. Ever. Well, to be determined. I'm going to welcome in my co-host, Uncle Buck, Drew Gann, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only. Welcome in, sir. What is up, Mr. Buckets? I'm doing good. I am at a great stopping place at work. We wrapped up uh, that project that I've been working on for what seems like three months today. Uh, (laughs) I put a bow on it. The only problem is I've got one more day of work before holidays, and so it's like, what? could possibly i find to do tomorrow <laughs> so yeah uh, i kind of feel right. like this is the perfect time to step into my holidays uh maybe a little early so uh the game family is going to descend on eastern tennessee this weekend and gonna go see Ooh, aunt mitzi and uncle will in the foothills of the rocky uh nope that's the uh not the rockies the uh <laughs> smoky mountains the great smoky mountains not the average or the okay smoky mountains but the great <laughs> smoky mountains uh to have our holidays and so um yeah it's great but we do have breaking news here rusty you left everybody on a very weird spot because i believe your quote was recording for the last time and then you just kind of left i think you need to specify (sighs) what aspect of this this is not our last podcast and rusty is not leaving the podcast Mm -hmm. so what are you doing for the last time you know, it was touch and go last year after the Egg Bowl, but we were able to overcome our creative dis- differences and maintain the podcast. And I think we'll be able to do that again this year. So, yes, we are not ending the podcast, fortunately slash unfortunately, depending on your right. perspective of if our podcast. If you're listening to it, I'm assuming but, it's fortunately. But. Yeah, fortunately. But big news for for Buckets. Um, All right, so after a season at the beach uh, where I saw tremendous growth, tremendous hard times, good times, great friends, great relationships, good people that I met, um, that chapter is coming to a close. I uh, need to go home and do some family stuff. I need to be there for my dad, for my brother. There are things that I need to take care of. So it's not all, you know, sunshine and bunny rabbits, as I'm prone to say, but I'm coming home. North Mississippi, I'm coming home, baby. I'm coming home. Home. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got about two weeks left in South Carolina here at the beach, and then I will be moving back to the great state of Mississippi. I'll be in and around Corinth. More details about all that to come. I want to kind of keep that on the the back burner simmering for a little while. But, um, but yeah, I am making my way back to the Mid-South, and I could not be more excited. It's bittersweet because I do have – Great friends, a great job, great working relationships here. But dadgum and I'm coming back yeah. to Mississippi, baby. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, come back to your people. You know, that's uh, one thing, you know, when you broke the news and, you know, we were friends long before you moved. And when you started talking about this move and everything, I told you, like, I don't mind my friends moving away and getting on with life and starting new journeys. I'm not envious. I'm not jealous. And I'm not definitely not going to lose friends because they move away as you can tell we're still here today but my only requirement is you've got to move somewhere fun that i want to visit and so uh rusty did do that and multiple times i did get to go and stay at the beach for free 
and uh, lots of fun <laughs> were had, lots of memories were made. But I'd be lying if I said uh, I wasn't stoked to have you back here close, mainly because uh, you're coming back to God's time zone. And uh, this whole <laughs> confusion that we have on this podcast, we, we, got, we can just ditch Easter time altogether. Uh, I don't have to worry about you going to sleep early during Grizzlies games <laughs> that start late. Like, we're yep. going to be on the same track here. Like, welcome, welcome back. Oh, I can't man. wait for you to come home. I've, I've got you a gift that you're going to love, uh, and uh, I can't wait to give it to you, but you got to come get it. Uh, unlike the last trip you made back to Mississippi – do not forget that trophy over your left shoulder. <laughs> it will be on the truck heading back to North Mississippi. Yeah, man, I just I couldn't be more excited. You know, again, the circumstances may not be the best, but they are. I'm getting some great time with my family. My nephews are growing up, and I get some great time with them. Uh, if you know my nephews, don't say anything yet. It's going to be a nice little surprise to them. I'm super excited to to surprise them with that. But it's it's a season that I need to be be there for for some family and so looking forward to that looking forward to a new chapter not looking forward to moving moving sucks Amen. especially cross country but uh, but yeah it's for the best right now it's the next right thing to do as I've been telling people and I uh, just could not be more stoked to be there with my family and and friends like you uh, with friends like you who needs enemies oh, but please. I'm glad to be coming back to where we can hang out more and uh, maybe get some more in-person two box sports episodes so yeah if you got questions you want to know more about it shoot me a message I'll be glad to talk about it and looking forward to like you said being back in God's country God's time right. zone Amen. and I'm already looking at 20 game packages Absolutely. for the Grizz next year you know, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you can join me to a few Ole Miss games this year when we've got uh, actually my dad I will break some news here we've got season tickets and he's already told me that one of the state games he has bought tickets to a concert and he will not be attending so oh, no. for, baseball. for baseball so uh right. we might be able to work that out so uh yeah buckets i'm glad you're coming back no doubt about it uh i was always happy for you uh you're not the first of my friends to move away and to return and uh consistently i've said go do what you got to do uh, but you've both now returned, and so it's it's great. You know, the only thing better than having a friend in a destination that you want to visit is having your friends close by, you know. And so uh, yeah. I'm super stoked. Obviously, uh, we've been talking about this for a long time, and it's been a big secret, big hush-hush. But the fact that we're recording this and we are going to put it on a international platform for all Ooh. of our fans in Canada and <laughs> everybody else, uh, everybody will know. Two bucks, you're going to be yeah. uh, two bucks living in Mississippi. So. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's something about them hills in North Mississippi, man. You can leave, but they're going to call you back home. And so I'm looking forward, like I said, to getting back home, man. But that's yeah. enough about me. You said you had some yeah, trivia for so me tonight. Yeah, so it is our favorite holiday. It's the holiday with no expectations, just food and football. Uh, it's the best holiday in the world. Um, I did down. see a poll. Uh, it was kind of like a poll that was taking uh, top ten – thanksgiving foods so you get three strikes uh i'll keep up with your strikes here and i want to see how quickly you can get all 10 of the thanksgiving foods 10 of them uh first up i'm gonna go sweet potato okay i'll give you sweet potato uh it, it said sweet potato but i'll give that to you all right, sweet potato. Um, so it depends on the part of the country, and you got dressing, you got stuffing, and do those count as I the same, or do I need to be? Same. It's one. All right, so I'm gonna say dressing yeah, slash this stuffing. This was obviously like a a Yankee poll because they put stuffing, but I, we don't do that here. Yeah. So. 
I had some stuffing this past weekend, and I, while good, it was not quite the same as Mimi's cornbread yeah. dressing. So but two I for two. What you got next? Um, two for two. All right, so mac and cheese. That feels like one that would be a mac common one. Mac and cheese. Survey says. <clears throat> so <clears throat> strike one. <clears throat> one strike down. All right, so surprised by that. Um, let's see. Thanksgiving meals. I'm going to go. Nobody love. I mean, it. <sighs> turkey feels obvious, but I feel like a lot of people don't love turkey because it's so dry. But I think I'm overthinking it. I'm going to yeah, say you're turkey. absolutely overthinking That's the number one answer. Uh, number three was yeah, dressing. Sure. And number six was sweet potatoes. So, uh, All right. So, so far, yep. not bad. So far, not bad. So, quick thinking on my feet. Da, 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 da. Other <clears throat> dishes. Um, how about ham? I feel like a lot of people eat ham on Thanksgiving ham is as number well. number nine. There we go. We cooking with peanut oil tonight, go. boys. Um, let's see. Mashed potatoes. Number Feels like another one on that's going to be on there. Is gravy on there? Is gravy considered that's a food one group? That it's on here, oh, number seven, gravy. and I would not have guessed that. Gravy seems like that, it goes with mashed potatoes. <clears throat> it it's a side to a side, so I wouldn't have really got yeah. it. But, yeah, gravy is yeah. on here. So I've got the top three. Number four is intriguing to me because there's a lot of options and there's so many different so you're unique missing things. Four, five, eight, and ten. ten. Four, five, eight, right. and ten. All right. So yams are sweet yeah, potatoes. Yeah, I think that's so the same. Okay. It, so it's not differentiated no, no, in there. No. Okay. I'm just want to make sure because that's because I feel like there's anybody above the Mason Dixon line who's uneducated calls yes. them yams. Shout out to our friends yeah. in Boston. They also um, call them yams. So we're gonna leave yams. Yams and khakis. khakis. Pronounce it. Your khakis and your khakis are the yeah. same. Like, yeah. All right, so we ain't doing that. So let's see. Sweet potatoes, green bean casserole. I'll give you that. Another guess. Uh, survey says green beans. The number ten answer. All right, green so you've beans. got three right, that's at least more something. answers and two more <laughs> strikes. So your you're boy is cooking. cooking you're doing man. good let's so go. far. No pun intended. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So hit me with number four, mm-hmm. number five, and number eight. Hmm. Or rolls. Rolls are number eight. <laughs> Let's go, man. Speaking of, call me butter because I am on a roll getting yeah, all of these. Two more. Let's go. Two, two answers left. <clears throat> two more. Two strikes remaining. <sighs> Let's see. Um, cranberry sauce? Nah. Let's go. <laughs> one answer remaining and, doing, one, and two strikes remaining. I'm doing a yeah. lot better than you thought I was going to do. I just I want mean, you to you've know you've really that. surprised me. Um, like, gravy is still blowing my mind that you got gravy. <laughs> I was just thinking about giblet gravy. It's one of my one of my love languages is giblet gravy. So, um, corn. Corn is not on the list. That would have <sighs> been on my list as well, though. Yeah, yeah I feel like corn it is a common gibbed. one that we all yeah. that you always have. All right, sudden death. Oh man! All right. <clears throat> yeah, I yeah, mean this, this is, is it. One of two ways. I either get the what the number what number number yeah, four. Number Why four. can I not get number four? It should be should be obvious if it's that right. popular for Thanksgiving. It is very popular for Thanksgiving. If I could give you a hint, it would give it away so quick. <laughs> Don't give yeah. me a hint because um, I want to get this because yeah. I can do you this. Got so like you got sweet it. potato casserole, potato salad. We got green beans, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram. <laughs> da, da, da. Oh man, I'm killing the podcast because I'm trying to think. I want to get this right. I don't want to miss uh-huh. this. Um, is it a is it a vegetable? No, that's my question. Can I ask that? It's not a vegetable, so it's gonna be starchy. Mm. Oh man, uh, I feel like this is only in the South, but I'm going with it because it's been in my gut the whole time. I'm gonna say cornbread. Nope. Ah! The answer you were looking Flamed for out. 
was pumpkin pie. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's what man. I said. So obvious, but you weren't thinking yeah, dessert. Right. That's the thing. But if I'd no, have told you dessert, uh, you would be like pumpkin pie. Or I also, I also thought pie. about saying Starbucks makes lots of money off of this. You know? Yeah. Uh, you said yeah, basic white yeah. girl Starbucks, yeah. and I'd have been in. But hey, listen, man, I I got nine out of ten. That ain't bad. Yeah. So uh, how to get you into baseball yeah. Hall of Fame? So uh, this week on the podcast, we are going to uh, spend a lot of time talking about the Egg Bowl, obviously. Both of our teams played meaningless games. We can spend lots of time talking about Ole Miss versus uh, Louisiana Monroe, and you can spend a lot of time talking about Mississippi State versus Southern Miss, but we'll be honest with ourselves and say nobody wants to hear that. Um, they were both uh, – ended up being uh, sizable wins, but both teams kind of left a lot to be desired. Uh, it doesn't matter because when I, I, I speculate that the reason why both teams looked flat is because both teams were thinking about this week, this Thursday, with the golden mm-hmm. egg on the line in Starville, Mississippi, 6.30 on ESPN. The Egg Bowl has its next round. Um, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. Ole Miss is a 10.5-point favorite. On, Ooh, that line went down. On the road. Uh, yeah, to me, it. Uh, I kind of liked the line, if I'm being honest, because – It was a – I thought it was too low. I thought it should have been 17 uh, Well, I liked it because I feel like – well, I don't know. I feel like, from my perspective as an Ole Miss fan, uh, at ten and a half, I'm like, I kind of would like, I kind of bet state, you know, and I kind of like being on the side in which I think that Vegas is trying to toy with, you know. It's kind of like, you know, I keep talking mm-hmm. about that Ole Miss and Alabama game where Ole Miss was like five and a half, or uh, yeah, like Ole Miss was like five and a half. Uh, what? No, it was like ten and a half or eleven. I was like, man, people are going to bet mm-hmm. Ole Miss, and they. It seemed obvious that they wanted people to bet Ole Miss just because they knew something like Alabama was going to roll them, and they did. Uh, so right. I kind of like being on the other side, and so the mm-hmm. ten and a half probably seems fair considering it's on the road, high stakes, uh, and both teams have something to play for. It's kind of that historically dangerous combination for Ole Miss, uh, being that. Ole Miss is nine and two. Got a chance to go ten and two for the fourth time in Ole Miss history. Uh, two of those were by Johnny Vaught. If J- if Lane Kiffin wins his tenth game on s- Thursday, he will tie Johnny Vaught, who the na- stadium is named after, in most ten win seasons as an Ole Miss head coach, and this is his fourth year. So uh, really lofty expectations. Yeah, we got- You've got a shot with a tenth win. I mean, you're looking at at worst a Citrus Bowl matchup with a really good Big Ten team. At best, uh, you're looking at you know the orange or the peach or the cotton. And so, uh, with an Access Bowl, kind of really depending on what Missouri does um, and how they finish stacked up there and how the SEC title game goes. A lot of stuff. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Couldn't be more opposite yeah. stakes for my yeah. Bulldogs. You know, well, we're sitting with you do five have wins because your immaculate, the only thing you care about, bowl streak, uh, has a a chance to possibly die with a loss. And so, uh, you know, and as your coach said, you've got a chance to win the state title this week. So, 
Yeah, I mean, we beat Southern Miss last week. Our interim head coach, Greg Knox, you know, this game matters. I don't care. You look at, like, first of all, it's Ole Miss hate week. It's just one of my favorite weeks of the, of the year. I hate Ole Miss 52 weeks out of the year, but especially right. this one week leading up to the Egg Bowl. Um, <clears throat> it's always funny to me this time of the year to watch Ole Miss Twitter light up with, oh, we don't care about this game. It's just another game. Like, bull crap. Like, there's only been one of these teams that has stormed the field after beating the other, and we'll leave that one alone. When did that This happen? game matters to people. I saw it on Twitter today. Late 90s, early okay, 2000s. Ole Miss, yeah. uh, Ole Miss, <laughs> all I'm saying. This game matters. This game matters to a lot of for a lot of different reasons. One of my favorite things recently has been Drunk Bo Wallace at 1 a.m. on Twitter. Yeah. has been just absolutely yeah. lighting it up because the Egg Bowl matters. And I don't care what these people say on Twitter. It's a big game. We have an interim head coach in Greg Knox who rode a four-wheeler into the friggin' locker room last week before we Again. played Ole Miss. <laughs> like, nothing screams Mississippi louder than your head football coach of an SEC program riding a Honda Foreman yeah. into the locker room to fire up the yeah. troops. And it didn't work. We yeah. still almost lost, but we pulled away late. Anyway, um, you know this is a this is a this is a it's a it's a great opportunity to continue a bowl streak because, like I've said previously, that's at least 500 football. That's what I care about. I don't care about going to the Liberty Bowl or the the Birmingham Bowl or I saw where we could get an invite to the uh, was the Pinstripe Bowl to play Syracuse. Ooh. Like I don't care. I don't care. What I care about is a bowl game means you're 500 or better. That's yeah, good football. But- and if you're 500 or better, hang on. If you're 500 or better, then you're better than most teams in the country because you are playing winning football. If you win more than 500, 500 means you are six and six. But if you finish at seven and five, that's a winning football record. And in the SEC West, particularly with some of the competition you have to play, that is a successful season. And I will take 14 years of six and six or better football than having a few two win or four win or one win or three win seasons sprinkling in there like three, our counterparts. Three of those but, seasons were five wins <laughs> or lower. The, the COVID season, I think you won like three COVID games. COVID season doesn't. <laughs> the, the COVID season, yeah. man. COVID is weird anyway. All yeah. that crap was weird anyway. But – what we I have hope, to play for what is I an really opportunity hope happens shoot. is that y'all lose and you come on this podcast and celebrate getting an invite as a five and seventeen. If I do, I revoke well, my credentials. Well, if you do, you shouldn't SEC care about that fourteen game bowl streak <clears throat> because there's two of I, it's those. It's not the bowl streak. There's the, two of those. It's the winning. But we won the bowl game and finished at five hundred. Like it's one of those things. If that, that's like, the case, we find you like you, it's not what you end it's up. It's about with. winning football. It's not what you end up with it's after the football. after the bowl game. You only get to go to a bowl game. It's about if you football. have six wins or you have a high GPA in five. Like, no, listen, man, you it's winning football. I'm turning to have five and seven it's is not football, winning football. So we're going to a bowl game. But it got you in a bowl game. You also you know what? That's postseason football. That means it's you got that sixth season. win, which is three and four weeks. You got that weeks. sixth win, both of those five and seven seasons, and you still had a losing record. Mm-hmm. That's losing football. <laughs> but we still won five and got invited. Y'all won three and four and didn't get invited. We're still playing postseason football. Let's go. Good That's successful Lord. football. I hope, God, I hate I hope this y'all team. go five I, and seven. I hate you this week, man. God bless. Go to the Birmingham Bowl and you get so freaking excited. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been this excited about winning a freaking Egg Bowl. Like, I hope we just find a lightning in a bottle and just beat the absolute well, brakes off of them, which I don't think is going to happen because this is the 32nd time that the Egg Bowl has been played on Thanksgiving Day. Ole Miss holds a 16-14-1 advantage on Thanksgiving games, including a 10-4 mark on games played in Starkville. Oh, really? And so, yeah, 10-4 on Egg Bowl seem, games on Thanksgiving Day in Starkville. It does seem that way where it used to be the home team won every year. It seems like the road team wins almost every year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of strange. Yeah. Like 
Like, uh, Lane had won two, his first two, and then including on the road, and then at home, and then y'all broke serve and won on the road last year. Uh, so now we're going to start. We're hoping to win on the road. Yeah, there's. I don't know that a line. I don't know that a line has ever been uttered by somebody that more adequately describes the Egg Bowl and what this game is about. And it was oh, what year was that? It was the Matt Corral. Fight oh, it was his year, true so freshman year. Yeah, it was his true freshman yeah. year. Been when like the referee came out there, and he's 17. seventeen. He came out and he said, "Unsportsmanlike conduct on both teams, all yeah, players. It was all 130 uh-huh. players got yeah. an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because there was an absolute brouhaha in the end zone with head, helmets flying. And from that day thrown. forward, Matt Corral and me were tight. Right? <laughs> I loved it because he was with That's his throwing like, hand as a true freshman quarterback. He's throwing haymakers. I don't know how." They tossed yeah. out the kicker in that game for Ole Miss. They tossed out the wrong guy. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. The wrong guy. And it's guy. like once the dust the settles and Matt Corral takes the field, because I think Tamu got hurt or something. Uh, once mm-hmm. uh, Matt Corral took the field, they was like too late. Like They couldn't throw him out then. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's like, you know, me and Nico Whitley, when, when Bo Wallace fumbled yeah. that ball out of the end zone, there were so many great gifts of him fumbling the Egg Bowl yeah. trophies and rolls out the back. And he goes to get up, and Nico runs up and headbutts yeah, him in the back of the dirty. head and knock him back yeah. down. I'm like, mm, I'm like, that's my boy. Let him know. Let, let him disgusting. know. I wouldn't even celebrate an Ole Miss player <laughs> hey, that did that. Oh, my God. That, he, was, he was laying oh, on the ground. Whatever. Whatever. Believe me or not. I was there. When, I was there when it happened, too, anyway. and I'll never go back to Starkville. And sit for an egg bowl ever. <laughs> My cousin, cousin Kurt, told happened. me this guy was on me so hard. I was sitting in the student section. We were just walking out, and I wasn't wearing Ole Miss stuff. I really wasn't celebrating much. There wasn't much to celebrate. The only offense, the only touchdown Ole Miss scored in regulation in that game was a blocked punt in the end zone. Uh, and yeah, you lost. and we lost. But that's what I'm saying. Like during the game, I wasn't celebrating or being obnoxious or anything like that. Some guy just knew I was an Ole Miss fan that we were with, and Kirk looked at me and said, "You hit him first. I'll hit him second. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I won't go back. Uh, and I was, but I was there for that. I was there for Derek Pegues taking yes. the housing that punt in 2007. Like, like I've been there for some good times. I won't be there this weekend, but I'm hoping, I'm hopeful. I'm wearing the throwback tonight because one of two things: we're undefeated when we wear gold when we retain the trophy. So I'd love to see a little gold this weekend. We're not going to because it's a mired in a miserable season. You don't do that. Well, when you that, fired your coach. Uh, but season. that doesn't matter. Those 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 uniforms but, are predetermined. Yeah. Yes, I know. And it's not going to happen, but I would give my left arm for them to roll out in the 98 throwbacks. Would give my left arm to roll out in those. It's not going to happen. We're going to probably – and like, but dear God, when we wear white helmets and maroon jerseys, we lose every time. So whatever has to happen, wear the maroon helmets because we do not win at home with white helmets. If you're listening to me, Zach Selman, I know you are. Please, sir, make sure we wear the maroon helmets because we need all the freaking help we can get for this Yeah, one. I hope that – uh, Ole Miss rolls into Davis Wade looking like the the second coming of Christ, and they're all white to to show just how dirty these imbeciles are in comparison to us. Who the Ole yeah, Miss players? And all and they're all they're white. all white. Yeah, looking like imbeciles. No, nope, that's it. not what I said. You know what I said. That's what I, I heard. That's what there's I heard. a big difference in what I say and what you hear a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> so about the game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ole Miss got out of the Louisiana Monroe game. Uh, Injury-free, which is all you can ask for. Look at mm-hmm. what happened to Florida State, which God help that team. And that that fan Ooh, base is crazy enough. Travis. I mean, yeah. imagine Ooh. what they are now. And 
Just a gut wrenching yeah. injury for uh, for Jordan Travis there. Uh, but that's what you want when you have a week twelve game. Uh, the week before your rivalry week, you want a game in which you get out and get out healthy. And uh, we did that. Dart is banged up. He's been banged up for a little while. That's just part of playing an SEC West schedule. Um, yeah, uh, you can tell me what you think. I'm I'm pretty confident, as confident as possible with a Egg Bowl in which I never feel confident at all. Uh, because the Egg Bowl is one of those games that's not enjoyable at all. Like I don't I don't know about you. I hate watching it. Like it's a hate watch thing for yep. me because if yep. you lose, it is hell on earth. And if you win, it's yep. only a relief. You know, unless unless it's yeah. like a unless it's like a beatdown. You know, where you can actually like mm-hmm. exhale, and which that just hasn't yeah. happened in Ole Miss's favor very often. Uh, you know, there was one a few years back. It may have been Mullins last year. Maybe it was Moorhead that uh, that Ole Miss got up big and State kind of backdoor covered late but it was like you never really felt like mm-hmm. it was in jeopardy almost just hadn't had one yeah. of those in a while and so i'd really love to just put the you know put your foot on their necks and we've talked about well big picture later i guess but uh just yeah. give me your take so on for state, me you know? so for me we're limping to the finish obviously you know we didn't look great against southern miss we scored three times late to kind of pull away and win 41 to 20, but I never was. I, 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 you know, we got up big and then gave up several just boneheaded plays. What scares me the most is this defense is bad, and it's so sad because we have two of the best linebackers in program history. Bookie yeah. Watson had 21 yeah. tackles against Southern Miss, was the NCAA Defensive Player of the Week. Just an absolute tackling You've machine. You got Jet Johnson. Jet who Johnson just has unlimited eligibility. That's what she's about to say. I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of like a uh, like or Stetson yeah. Bennett that's just going to play forever. Like he's like making a, a professional Nicks. career out of playing. <laughs> yeah, he's just a professional college football player. Um, he's just two of the greatest linebackers in program history, and we couldn't stop Myrtle Beach High School right now, and so that scares me. We are rumor has it getting Will Rogers back. Well, and I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you think he, he wouldn't you know, play. He played last week, right? And so, getting him back, he got a game under his belt. He's back for an SEC game. Will Rogers is going to be key for this offense. Um, Woody Marks stayed healthy last week, thank God, because he's he not healthy? been able to do that for an entire game, relatively. Didn't he, he leave compared game, Compared though? to the rest of the season, he left with okay. soreness. They didn't call it an injury. They called it soreness. And so, it's one of those things that, like, he hadn't been healthy all year, but they pulled him early for soreness, and I think it was because they were conserving him for the Egg Bowl. I am confident in that we're probably going to lose this game. But it doesn't feel like, for whatever reason, as bad as we have been, it feels like one of those years where we're going to hang tough, have a gutty performance because we're playing for Greg Knox, our interim head coach, who's now 3-0 and as an interim head coach. He's won two games in Starville and one game at Florida as interim head coaches, uh, as the interim head coach. Playing for passion, it's not like we're going to give him the job. So, no. faithful listeners, you do can't not make hear that. that. Twice. Dear God, um, but I think we keep it close. I just don't like. I love my Bulldogs. I believe maroon and white. I just don't. We don't have the offensive firepower. If this turns into a shootout, which it will, because our defense can't stop anybody, and Ole Miss's offense is very impressive. We're at the top in the country, they move the football well. They're very creative. Lane Kiffin will get very cute and score some big play touchdowns. And there's just not much we can do about it. Outside of Sean Preston Jr., who's an absolute stud, our secondary is bad. 
We don't get a lot of pressure up front outside of Bookie Watson, and he can't do it all by himself. I'm not hopeful. Our best player is a freaking kicker, and our two inside linebackers who can't do everything. Um, Woody Marks, love you, man, but you just hadn't been healthy. You know, I'll tell you, as an Ole Miss I, fan, what, I, I wasn't that nervous, uh, more so than just your normal levels of nervous. Um, as far as yeah. egg ball goes, I was as confident as I could have possibly been. And then uh, I did see last week where Will Rogers and Woody Marks were going to play, miraculously healed. Uh, it's like uh, I was – Holy water You know, I was told that he's done. You know, he's done for two reasons. He's hurt and he's preserving his own health to go somewhere else next year. And so – and it seemed that Woody Marks, you know, he was hurt and injured and he was just going to like – take the same path is what it seemed like that they were just kind of coasting and I'm not in tune with Mississippi State so I don't know maybe he's just been trying to play every week but hasn't been able to get healthy enough but when they both came back I was like all right so they're coming back for this game is what it felt like to me they were coming back for the Egg Bowl for one last hoorah and that makes me nervous because uh, I don't think Will Rogers is great I don't think he's good in this system however I do think that he is the captain of this ship and Woody Marks is really good. And uh, we're yeah. not very good at stopping the run at all. And so if you told me yeah. it got in the mud and for some reason State's defense shows up, I don't like the fact that uh, we're going to have to depend on a let Mississippi State's going to be able to run the ball. Like I need them to yeah. have to get just, away just, from running the ball because they're running out of time and they're getting down. So, uh, yeah. And that that's the game we cannot win because we just don't have the ability to stretch the field. You know, Tulu, if you get him in space, he can he can he can do that. But we just had a hard time getting him in those right. positions. You know, we're going to have to win through a defensive miracle. And that's the because thing because this defense is bad. We're going to have to win with a special teams touchdown or two, right. and you can't bank right. on those. We you know, Xavion had one opening kickoff uh, against A and M, but like then he got outscored. <clears> it was all downhill from, from there. The- yeah, <laughs> that's it. It was all downhill from there, and so like we're gonna have to count on that stuff, and you just can't rely on that enough to make a difference. Our offense is not good enough to score. Our defense is not good enough to stop people. It's going to take another one of those startful miracles. Somebody's for us to going pull to have to pee pee in the end zone, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We need another piss and miss from a couple uh, years ago. I uh, I've turned out to be the biggest blessing of all time because uh, it mm-hmm. got Matt Luke out. That was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It had to take. A apparent lack of leadership in that, you know, they didn't like the fact that Elijah Moore PP'd in the end zone, but then he wasn't benched afterwards. That the the money guys there, the decision makers, wanted him punished and sat down on physically sat down on the bench and instead they ran him back out there to try to on to recover an onside kick and they didn't like that. So anyways, I digress. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I like Ole Miss. I do. I like Ole Miss in this game. I like – I mean, the numbers tell you they win by a lot. Uh, numbers don't measure passion. They don't measure kind of the backs against the wall kind of thing that State does so well in games, in Egg Bowls, in which they truly have nothing to lose. What I'm worried about is that things get ugly. And by ugly, I don't mean in the mud. I mean chippy. And this game has a lot of – it's a powder keg more years than not and it's always worse and more volatile when one team has everything to lose and the other team has nothing uh so that's what scares me a little bit it was kind of the same thing uh mullins last year or maybe it was Moorhead, 
when A.J. Brown went to Starville. And uh, the game started mm-hmm. off with Mississippi State, like, standing at the 50-yard line in a line as Ole Miss was running out of the tunnel. And it just started right then and there. And uh, and Ole Miss has got plenty to blame, too, for as well. I mean, chippiness goes both ways. It just happened to be at Starville this mm-hmm. time. But um, that's what I worry about. I don't want to see anything ugly. I hate how – the national narrative for the Egg Bowl is that fights will happen. Like, I know it's passion yeah. and and it's brother fighting against brother and, you know, team high school teammate fighting against high school teammate. There's a lot of passion. It's a bunch, of, a bu- it's a bunch of Mississippi and it, kids. It, it, I just hate that. that it always, when it's talked about a lot, it's always because there it gets out of hand. And so I want right. the game to be the game. And I want it to, the game to be talked about, and I don't like all that extra stuff. And I didn't, you know, I, I joked that I love Matt Corral because he fist fought that defensive back, Jonathan Abram or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was Jamal Jonathan Peters, Abram. wasn't it? Jamal Peters. Oh, that's it. That's uh, it. Yeah, it was Jamal and, Peters. And uh, right. like, I loved the mentality that your backup quarterback is ready to pick a fight. But I hate that it happens in that game, and I really just ideally mm-hmm. don't like people throwing hands anyways in football games yeah. but I just hope that that's what I'm going to come out with I hope Ole Miss wins and I hope that they that both cooler heads prevail I think Mullen and Freeze yeah. uh, it started with Mullen really kind of drove the first wedge in there you know with as soon as he started I mean it is uh, you can you we've been fighting but we've been have, fighting for 30 years it's have, not like it started in the, it, recent, like, this in the part, recent he did Rusty you can't say that refusing to say Ole Miss in the eight years he was there did not foster up a lot of hard feelings on our side sure. and also used sure, it I'll as a rallying that. cry for your side. You know, I'm you not that. saying he meant it, but what happened was Mississippi State fans everywhere was like, oh, the school up north, screw them. And Ole Miss fans were like, you're not even going to say Ole Miss, screw you, you know? And and it mm-hmm. fostered. No, that. I, I don't disagree. And then but, Freeze came. But to act but, like that's but what then started. Freeze it. came in. Mullen was there first. It started yeah. there. Then Freeze came sure. in, and it was personal <clears throat> to the point to where. But we've been f- Mississippi State reporters were snooping through Ole Miss head coach's phone records to find hookers. That's and what it, it led to. And if you think, and if you think for a hot second that Ole Miss isn't monitoring other schools, especially Mississippi State, we need to talk about Santa Claus too. We just happened to find the dirt that there was there. There is no reporter anywhere. Ever other Get than Steve Roberts that looks that <laughs> looks through coach listen to yourself looks through coaches phone records I'm not defending you freeze he should have they been were fired. handed to him they were handed yeah, to say, him he did not go looking for them he were he was handed them by an anonymous okay. source you mean to tell me that tell me like like one Ole Miss reporter that would be handed that information and be like oh man I don't want this no sir I'm above reproach. No, he was handed the story of the year in the state of Mississippi, and he ran with it because he's a reporter. To blame Steve Robertson for somebody I'm handing him something, him. I'm just like, saying that's it's, it's what awful. It ha- like that's that bad. That's bad, man. That. Come on, it, they, uh, it, it because it was handed to him. In likely the by, hatred between both likely, schools snowballed in to that. And what I think you don't want to admit, it was likely handed by handed to him by somebody that has old. Oh, I, I don't. 100%. I wouldn't doubt that because the fact of the matter 100%. is, is that they should have fired Freeze when <laughs> instead of going to bat, they should have offered Hugh Freeze as a sacrificial lamb for all the NCAA violations instead of fighting it tooth and nail. And what what that I, led I love to that. was that when they decided to fight the NCAA, which you should never like, 
you, I mean, when you decide to comply with the NCAA, which you should never do, uh, they never should do. have fired Hugh Freeze, made him the sacrificial lamb, and got over it. Instead, they they kept on letting the NCAA do what the NCAA does, and it ended with a two-year postseason ban, and then you were going to have to fire your coach without cause and yeah. have to pay him the buyout. So, yes, I do believe and that what I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was a Ole Miss. And what I love about this this whole thing, you do it, most Ole Miss fans that I know do it, like you're quick to go up in arms about Steve Robertson going through the phone records and – you don't realize that you're in, in saying that, like, I'm mad at you for going through the phone records and finding my head coach was using university dollars to pay for hookers for, for high school players to come tour old Oh, Miss. those are like, personal hookers. You gloss over the fact the, – the, <laughs> right. The, the fact that you gloss over that your head coach was paying for hookers with college funds for high school say, kids to come tour old Miss. I didn't say that it was uh, right. I'm saying he deserved to get fired. <laughs> he deserved to get fired before then, but sure. I'm, I will never defend Hugh Freeze's uh, use of hookers. With or without school money or school phones or whatever. Yeah, but, but I just always found it fascinating that the one who hates Ole Miss the worst was the one to come up with it. Like, he, he had the biggest axe to grind. He had the biggest axe to grind. But was handed the information. Yeah. He didn't go looking for it. It came yeah, of course, to him. You, he can't subpoena phone records. Like, I mean, he doesn't have That's that it. power. That's what I'm saying. But he was a he was a more than willing to you. Well, sure. Let me t- let me ask you this, and then I please for God, let's get off Steve Robertson. But if uh, who is you know Chris Lowe or uh, Andy Staples, yeah. you think they didn't go to them first? Somebody with actual reputation? No, they went to the know. guy who knew like. I want to take him down. I want to kill him. <laughs> you know, that's the guy they went to, and you can't that. you can't deny that. That's any I, any reporter with that. like cachet would have killed for that story. Why did they go to Steve mm. Robertson? Because Steve Robertson was he he would have eaten that raw. Maybe he was the one. He was the one that was going to do what needed to be yeah. done. To yeah. again, we're talking about a coach who was paying for oh, hookers. We're, like we're not talking about somebody who's getting tutors. <laughs> like they were tutoring all right, but they weren't academic yeah. tutors. <laughs> yeah, he saw some tutors. That's for sure. He's paying for hookers. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he's paying for hookers. That's what we're talking yeah, about I, I, here. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not objecting that point. He he deserved to get fired. I just always hated that Steve Robertson as a, a fan site moderator for Mississippi State parlayed it into, like, four books. Like, I mean. Books, and another one that just uh, yeah. came out. But, like, again, like, your coach got, got caught paying hookers. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can hate the guy all you want, but yeah. we're talking about hookers here. Yeah, that's not, I, anyway, my goodness. I digress. What, I, I'm done talking uh, about hookers. This is a family yeah. podcast. I'm done talking about uh, hookers. If you do not know what a hooker is, just be quiet. and uh, <laughs> Ask yeah. your mom and dad. <laughs> don't, let them, don't let them know that you uh, heard it from us. No, you heard it from somewhere my, else. Funny story. Uh, <laughs> my son, when he was younger, he would just look at Haley and just be like, Aunt Haley, you're the best cooker ever. And so one day I looked at him and I was like, so if somebody who cooks Ooh. is a cooker, what is someone who hooks? He says, hooker. And I was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got it. slapped. But, yeah, I got, got it. it. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got Thursday night. It's back on Thanksgiving Day. You know, for a long I time it was on that. Friday. It's been moved back. I was about to ask, what, what are your thoughts on Thanksgiving I don't Day? enjoy it because, like I said, it's my favorite holiday ever. And more times than not, it ends with absolute 
anguish or at least uh, the the peak stress of my year. It's like that's the that's the top the tippity top of the top is the egg bowl, and it's just always stressful and anxious. And I, you know, like I said, I don't enjoy wins. I'm just relieved that it's over and we came out on top. And losses are like the worst thing in the world. And so, uh, yeah, I wish they'd move it to Saturday. Honestly, I wish that. If, if it continues to be as chippy as it is, I wish they would just do what Oklahoma and Texas do and play it in October because it there's this rivalry is too nasty right now to play it in a it, at the end of the season in which always, either way, really, everything everybody has one team has everything to lose, one team has nothing to lose, and it just devolves into chaos. It doesn't dev- devolve into chaos. If there is life beyond the Egg Bowl, what happens when you play it on Thanksgiving is there's, for one team at least, most years, except for like 2014, most years uh, there is no life beyond the Egg Bowl for one team. And that's when it gets crazy. So if it continues to be chippy, absolutely, I'm in favor of moving that sucker to October or second week of November. You know, play it when Alabama plays Tennessee, you know. The third yeah. Thursday in October or September, whatever, October. Third yeah. Saturday in October, yeah. So I don't disagree. It does kind of mess up a good holiday. You know, I'm going to go to a couple – probably go to a Friendsgiving on Thursday because I don't have really family here. So, um, you know, enjoy that. But this is a game that I'm going to come home and I'm going to watch right here by myself because it does ruin what is otherwise a good holiday because it's super right. stressful. Like you said, when we win, it's and relief. I enjoy the holiday. It's great. When we lose, it just – puts a whole like damper and on it's the just whole a holiday. logistical nightmare because you know it is. uh this this year uh is not as much because we're going to the mountains and so but like i've got my family and my wife's got her side of the family and you want to see dinners and you want to go see all your family on that one day but in the in the the only thing i care about is I really want to watch the game with my dad and so it's like all right honey we got to be wherever my dad's at on Thursday night, so then she's got to relay that information to her folks, and so it's just a logistical nightmare. I don't like playing games on holidays like that. Uh, like I said, I want to spend my Thursday, my Thanksgiving day, get up early, watch the parade with the kids, uh, watch NFL, eat way too much food, uh, take a nap, eat some more food, watch more NFL, uh, you know, go put on a Christmas movie or something, watch uh Christmas vacation or die hard or something, uh, eat some dessert with my pants unbuttoned and unzipped fully at this point, and then go to sleep. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to worry about the Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl is not fun. That's the thing. Like, Ole Miss and LSU is fun. It's, it's fun mm-hmm. every year. You go play Alabama, yeah. and it's fun because what you got to lose, you know. Uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State is not fun. It's not. It's not right. a fun game. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. It's a. It's a football game that I have to tolerate. If we win, I'm ecstatic. If we lose, it sucks. But there is a silver lining here. We are in plane tracking season in Starville, Mississippi. You know, again, like we talked about last week, rumors are flying. There's things coming up every from, which uh, way. Foxborough to uh, Starville. Foxborough Mass. There's or? been three that's come out of uh, three from Tuscaloosa and four from Athens. That's oh, all so I've heard Kirby, of. you're going to get Nick Saban with Kirby as a DC. <laughs> yeah, Scott Cochran's going to come mm. over and, and be your strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. Bill O'Brien's going to be your OC. 
OC, absolutely, man. We're we're getting you know Charlie Strong's gonna come coach the linebackers. Oh, like, let's friggin' yeah. go. No, but there has been confirmed. There's been a handful to and from Virginia. Again, you say um, from Fredericksburg, but it's not confirmed who's on the plane. Can be. <laughs> right. yeah. Again, it could just be you know some rich yeah. alumni coming back to visit. You know, all I'm saying there's been about three flights to Fredericksburg. The the list hasn't changed. Jamie Chadwell is still right. number one um, on the list. That's the guy that you go after. You make him tell you no. Um, you go at John Sumrall is the name that keeps coming up. I've seen a lot. Jeff Levy is another one that keeps coming up. The Oklahoma OC. Willie Fritz is kind of on a fringe like out he's, there. He's, as he's is. backup. He is breaking case. He is your floor. Yeah, he's the safety he's net. Floor. He's the safety net. Like if, if you get turned down by Chadwell, Sumrall, Levy, Elko, some right. of these guys that you go after, he's the safety net right. that you catch, right, that, that you land in. Um, we do have less competition. You called it on the podcast. Okay. Sam Pittman is retaining his job for another year in Arkansas, so that's one less SEC West team we have to compete with. Not that we can compete with, with A&M because not many schools can have an alumni booster walk up and hand the AD a $116 million check to cover a buyout. Um, but it is nice to know that we don't have to compete with Arkansas, so we can go after some of these kind of mid-level guys. And I don't State. think there's any – I don't think there's any reason that we can't go get a sitting Power Five head coach. You know, we're looking at a lot of Group of Five coaches. I don't Dude. think there's any reason we couldn't go pull a Power you Five. You got any names? I mean, Leopold at Kansas will be a good one to go after. Um, Elko at yeah. Duke is another one that, that would come up. I mean, those are a couple of great targets. I'm not sitting here saying we're going to go pull a Dan Lanning or right. somebody like that. But you can go get some of those mid-tier ACC Big Ten guys. Another name that keeps getting a lot of traction that I also like because he's young, he's energetic, he's excited is um, is uh, G.J. Kinney at Texas right. State. Um, a big proponent of the transfer portal. Texas State was number two behind Colorado for the most transfers. Colorado had 86. Texas State had 85. And they're winning football games. He's young, he's exciting, he knows what he's doing. Again, I think he's probably down the list a little bit. I don't think that's a first phone no. call. I think that's like that's in the second tier before you get to the Willie right. Fritz. Um, <clears throat> but my, my position hasn't changed. I am very pro Jamie Chadwell. Uh, I, I think that if he comes, he needs to bring that quarterback with him, that, that kid that like he can run, he can play. Give, I could not you know, tell you who He can step right into is. a system. And I had his name earlier, but it is Drew. It has been the most Monday Tuesday that I All think right. I've ever had, and so I had his name earlier. If I was a great podcast talking. co-host, look it up for me. But I think he could come in and help kind of ease the system in because he's familiar with it. You know, there's there's been rumors that Grayson McCall would leave Coastal for his one more he's year of eligibility year. to come to Startville. He's Jeez. another one of those dudes, man. That's just a professional college football player. Um, but. With the direction of college football, I would much rather go with this quarter, current Kaden quarterback at Salter. Liberty, whose name is – there it is. Kick and run, kick and play um, would be a great asset um, and knows the system. So, again, very pro Jamie Chadwell. We'll see how it all, all shakes right, so out. so two questions. Uh, well, one statement and one question. Uh, depending on how this goes, I'm going to, in a couple weeks or maybe in months – it may take months before we can actually assess the hire that Mississippi State makes – in the coming weeks, I'm going to look at how they handled it versus how Arkansas handled it to see who did it better. Because I think it's fair to say that both schools are in the same pool. They both wanted to fire their coach. One coach, one team, one school did not because they could not guarantee that they could get money enough to hire the right guy, the guy they want to hire unequivocally. Like they weren't. They had made up their mind that if they they were not going to settle, so they were going to try to rebuild their own house before tearing it down and building a new one. 
uh, versus Mississippi yeah. State, who uh, really we're going to find out if they put the cart before the horse or not with this hire because uh, I don't think it was solely emotional. I think there was some financial driving behind it, but there was an emotional aspect to the firing of Will Arnett. And so depending on who you get, Zach Arnett, Will Arnett's yeah. safe on his TV oh, yeah. deals. Will Arnett, name. yeah, he's got a pretty good podcast. <laughs> you ever listen to it? Uh, he, he's yeah. fine. Will Arnett, the Canadian <laughs> actor from Arrested yeah. Development, it has, was not the coach this year for nine games at Mississippi State. Um, but, yeah, so Zach Arnett, you're going to see uh, who they replace him. And it, I hope for your sake that you don't look back in a few months and be like, you know, we didn't really have the – you didn't have the good the car in good enough shape to get top dollar for it. If you know what I mean. You know, everybody when they want to sell their car, they they clean it up, they put the tire shine on it, and then they try to sell it. It it seems like state may have may not be in the best position to hire a coach. Uh, now they seem to have had some traction with NIL this week. You can provide more thought on that because I don't really know how a a player in Starville, Mississippi, gets an NIL deal with Google, but. Uh, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, obviously, Starkville is the uh, Silicon Valley east of the Mississippi. Uh, but you know, I'd, you can you can provide more light on that. But that's what I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be measuring Mississippi State and Arkansas uh, to see, and maybe even two years from now, with who they end up hiring after they finally fire Sam Pittman. You know, maybe then they finally get Will Muschamp to come. I mean, um. um Gus on. Come, but the other SEC coach is this looking for a job. Well, I mean, not necessarily. He's no, a I U- think he's U- happy at UCF. UCF and I don't know why he. he but I think Arkansas. I don't know why he wouldn't go to Arkansas. I'm being honest. He knows something. Yeah, he's 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 he, from Northwest he's from Arkansas. Arkansas and, yeah. That's it. Like he's got deep roots there and, and could connect there. But again, like you're right. I, I'm excited. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't think that I, I didn't trust. John Cohen, towards the end of his tenure, he was definitely, you could tell, he was one foot out the door looking for the next next opportunity. Mark Kena made an emotional hire that but, he had to make because yeah, he didn't he have didn't an AD. Have choice. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. He made an emotional hire that he had to make because we didn't have an AD. But I'm excited to see Zach Selman. His Rolodex is deep. He's got a lot of connections through him, through his dad, through his opportunities. Who's and, his dad? Um, You've said he's that a couple weeks in a row, and I've been meaning to ask so he's got a deep lineage. <clears throat> his dad and his uncle both both broke, um, I believe, a color barrier somewhere playing college football. Dewey Selman is his name. He's the nephew of Leroy Selman, Lucius Selman, who combined to form the defensive line in Oklahoma during their college years. They were some of the first like African Americans really right. play I didn't know all American like to be Letterman at, at Oklahoma. Yeah. But they just got deep roots in Oklahoma and helped like Brit like break open some color barriers for Oklahoma. Um, but they've got – so with it, they got deep connections across college football, particularly in that Texas-Oklahoma area. And so I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, is it a guy that he's had experience with? The next person – I'm just so sick of Mississippi State Twitter talking about Dan Mullen coming back. Again, we talked about that last week. I'm not talking about the, that again this week. And Shane Beamer. Like, Shane Beamer. He was there when I was there as a running back coach. And he had, I don't want him to come to Starville. He can't win in Columbia. Why is he going to come win in Starville? I think like, Shane I like the guy. He was there when I was there, I, but like, but he, but he went in Columbia. I don't know why. I don't know why he would take the job. And it's not necessarily a shot at state, but it's like, it's a lateral move. And you're, you're, it, the, yeah, it was the it same is. argument I was making for 
why would Lane Kiffin go to Miami? It's like it felt like at best a lateral move, and you're already in the process of building something here. You know, the same thing with Beamer and yeah. Mississippi State. Like, it's it's a it's a relatively lateral move, and then you're in yeah. year three there with. I mean, it kind of seems like year three is worse than year two, so maybe that's why you get out. But. Right. Yeah. I, I don't love it. And then same with Joe Judge. He's another you name that's come up. He was Judge. at Starville. No, he was the backup quarterback there. Did not do well for the Giants. We don't want him as a head coach. You don't want a guy just because he has NFL experience. And you don't want him just you look because at that NFL he's got experience, State it wasn't good. Either. No. You need we, to broaden your like, horizons. That, like, pass that's it. We – we don't have a, a, a you know a favorite son as the athletic director anymore. Like it's time to branch out and go get somebody new, get some fresh blood in there. Jamie Chadwell for that's the same coach. thing I used, I was saying when they finally fired Matt Luke. Like I don't want another coach that's from Mississippi. Like I don't want to. I want somebody to that's not entrenched in the University of Mississippi to get the head coach because then they start becoming yes men to the people who think they have power, thinks they should have power. What Ole Miss needed was Lane Kiffin to come in and say, I don't care about you, and I don't care about you, and I don't care about you. You're going to continue giving your money because I'm going to give you a winner, and you're going to stay out of my way. Something that Hugh Freeze didn't do, Matt Luke didn't do. You know, it just it wasn't going to happen any other way. And so, um, anyways, I think that's what state – that's the thing that state needs to do. Don't just go hire – where you went to college, what's st- – if you were under – on Croom staff or Mullen staff or Cheryl staff, who cares? It – just go get the best coach that you feel like the best coach, regardless of Mississippi ties or Mississippi State ties. That's it. Go get the guy that wants to be here and can help build this program. Again, I can't say it enough. All right. Jamie Chadwell feels like the right one. If you get Jamie Chadwell, it's a massive win. And and I will be insufferable yeah, for that and, week's episode. Uh, just prepare yourself. You prepare thyself. Jamie Chadwell, it probably means it's a relatively quiet coaching cycle, too, because – you know, if yeah. the nothing crazy happens, you know, say, oh, say the the way that this could be the less least dramatic possible coaching carousel. Texas A and M can't get their guy, so they hire Mike Elko. Well, then you know Jamie Chadwell is probably not that he would pick Mississippi State over Duke. Lane's not going to Duke, you know, so that kind of de-escalates the whole wheel, you know. Um, so I think that's that's what I'm hoping for is that Texas A&M coaches in the industry realize, you know, they probably know what fans know is like that job's really mm-hmm. hard and it's only getting harder. Yeah. Yes, you've got a lot of money, but the the people with the money won't stay out of the way. So I'll just yeah not take that job, not take that heartache, and then they land on a guy like Elko, the the prodigal son comes home, and that that severely slows the carousel the coaching carousel yeah for sure and uh, it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks you know we'll have some more firings i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if jobs like michigan and some other ones might come open jim harbaugh might be tired of the college life and head back coach chicago bears i've seen that a lot this week you never know what's going to shake out but it's always a coaching season is always a fun season to be a part of and Unless it's your team, then it's really but stressful. I'll be honest with you, <laughs> Rusty. I don't think that coaching uh, carousel season, coaching changes aren't always bad for the teams that are involved in them. Yes, you're coming out no, of it, a bad absolutely. time, but turn coaching searches are fun for the teams that just fired their coach too. You know, maybe not if your coach leaves, 
You know, like if Lane leaves, coaching search wouldn't be fun because you're losing somebody. But you just fired Zach Arnett. I promise you, whatever coach you get, by the time August, September gets here, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. You're going to be looking at two and three years down the road instead of the immediate pain. And, you know, you're going to – Winning winning cures all. Winning cures all. Winning on the recruiting trail, winning in the transfer portal, winning with NIL deals, much like Xavion Thomas just got a massive deal from Google of all places to come. And my only thing I can think of, it has to do something with the engineering program and what we do there at Bagley. You're a graduate of that college. Is he an electrical engineer? It's got to be a connection there. No, but like – the only thing I can come up with, there's no real rhyme or reason why Google would pick Starkville, Mississippi, unless it's something like that, and Xavion's just happening to be the benefit of it, beneficiary of it. Um, oh, either no. way, massive NIL money's coming in because Google is now officially partnered with one of our receivers. It's and, probably and, like you know, Goggle, kick where people got excited and misread it. <laughs> and it's just like a, it's like a Rick Goggle deal. company, like, <laughs> you know, That's headquartered it. in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wear those old Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. sports goggles for the rest of the year. Yeah, Xavion Thomas. We thought it was Google, but it's really Goggle Incorporated in Columbus, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you 20 yeah. bucks a week to wear yeah. our goggles. It's a million dollars over a 100-year span. You know. That's it. That's it. You must live to 205 yes. to maximize yes. this contract. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a shorter pod tonight. Be honest with this yeah. is a meat and potatoes pod. Well, I'm an Ole Miss fan. He's a state fan. This is what you're going to get. No fluff. Thanksgiving week every year. We're going to talk Ole Miss, every Mississippi State. Yeah. It's the only time we That's get to it. do it, and only have to talk about us. Bigger picture. I mean, uh, the biggest thing we've got to decide though now is that we are deadlocked. Even five, uh, both of us, what five hundred a piece? Are we both like yeah, tw- twenty three, twenty three, or something like that? We are both actually we're both one game over. We're both twenty six okay. and twenty five. So we're both twenty six and twenty five. So we have to pick opposite. But we have to pick opposite, and it's so I think I have. To, I'm obviously going to take Ole Miss plus the points. Are uh, you going to have to take Mississippi State minus the points, or I, I, I have mean, to? I mean, I guess you get to choose, and you can just end in a tie. But I'm not picking Mississippi State. So I'm you not, can either no, you have the choice uh, to uh, potentially win, or we're going to tie. I mean, we're going for broke, okay. baby. We're going yeah. for broke. I'm taking my dogs. Weird things happen. We're on a roll because I've been hot when it comes to picks lately. Um, it, you know, if 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 we were good podcast hosts, and I'm not claiming to be that, I would have had lists for rivalry week. I'll post them on Instagram. Let our viewers pick. Let our, our listeners pick. But uh, we're not going to do our picks tonight on the podcast because this was a short change or short time yeah. change, and I had a I had quite the day. So. With that being said, Drew, you're taking Ole Miss. Ole Miss plus ten and a half. Uh, But we're going to win by 50. (laughs) (laughs) Give it dogs by 90. Let's go. Mississippi State pulls off a miracle in Starkville. We got Will Rogers healthy. We got Woody Marks healthy. We fired up coach. Good things are coming to Starkville, Mississippi. Dogs win at home. Let's go. I'm due on this podcast. I am so freaking (laughs) due because uh, I don't know if you remember, Rusty. We started this podcast uh, about a year ago. Uh, you proceeded to win the Egg Bowl, and then and you won the uh, Stanley Cup for fantasy, and then you won the college baseball series. It's time. Won basketball. I I don't don't forget we won the basketball remember. series. That, that also, we we fired our coach, so <laughs> probably. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick on that. I know you're due, but there are two ranked Mississippi State 
sports programs right now, both men and women's basketball, top 25 teams. Let's go, baby. Chris Jans got us pointing in the right direction. Josh Hubbard is the real deal at point guard. We're winning. We're undefeated. We're the only team with multiple Power 5 wins so far in college basketball. It's kind of hard to do. Without Tolu Smith. You're right. You're right. That's big. You've had a really good season. But that particular stat's hard to do this early because unless you're playing in one of those tournaments, like the Barstool Tournament or whatever, it's hard to get Power 5. Sign up for it, baby. Sign up for it. Don't play UNA and play uh, uh, Blue hey, Mountain. Those North have been East hard wins like, for us. Sign up for it, baby. Yeah, Let's those go. Those have been hard wins. We've had one <laughs> possession win yeah. against, uh, uh, let's see, who was it? That we do? Sam Houston State. They went played in the tab yeah. pad. Uh, we did get a big win, a huge win. I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, a one-point win at home against the Detroit Pistons. Um, I think they were the Pistons. They were from Detroit. <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it was Detroit, but I don't think it was the Pistons. That took a second to register, but that it's was Detroit, not the Pistons. Detroit Mercy, whoever that is. I think it was the hospital. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it's been a rough start to the season. Uh, but four and is four and and hopefully Ole Miss can get their two stud, their two kind of chips that they really worked hard to bring in the transfer portal. Neither of them have gotten waivers yet, uh, so you kind of hope they those get in, but. This is not going to be a year for Ole Miss basketball to really set the tone. I look for year two at Chris Beard. You know, at Texas Tech in year one, he had a losing record in the Big 12. Year two, he went to the Elite Eight. It takes time. And so, uh, as long as we see. That's where we're at with Chris Jans. You know, it's, it's what you're going to be talking about next year in football season. I'm at the point in Ole Miss basketball where it takes time. Look for progress. Mm-hmm. Don't look for wins. Don't expect tournament. Right. Next year, you should not expect. You know, eight and four, you probably will, but you shouldn't. No, uh, <laughs> depends on who it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so we get just we get Nick Saban. Cheer, for, cheer for progress, <laughs> and that's where we are. You yeah. know, you're gonna have some bad losses probably, but you may knock off some people, and so just enjoy every win you can get. And that's where Ole Miss basketball is at right now. Uh, this is not yeah. a basketball. Well, speaking of. No, I was about to say, speaking of enjoy, we hope everybody has a very wonderful, happy Thanksgiving Absolutely. with their family. Spend some time with some loved ones. If you're missing a loved one, we'll be especially yeah. thinking about y'all. I yeah. know, you know, uh, Drew's friend Danny, I'm thinking about the Scots uh, missing Keith this year. And so just really appreciate all of our family and our friends and our listeners in the season of gratitude. Thank you. If you're still here at this point, why? But um, appreciate y'all very much for being here. Drew, tell them where they can find us. And yeah, yeah like up. Rusty said, I'm also just thankful for you guys. We've been doing this for over a year now, and we still have people listen. Uh, very grateful that you choose to take an hour, hour and a half of your time once a week to listen to two rednecks from Mississippi talk about their favorite sports teams. And so uh, hopefully we're thankful for you guys, and I hope that uh, you guys continue through with us through the end of the year and into next year. Uh, in the meantime, Tomorrow or today, uh, you're listening to this podcast on probably Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Continue to find us there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the number two buck sports podcast. Our Instagram is popping. Uh, you can catch us there at the number two buck sports podcast. Uh, YouTube, number two buck sports podcast. This is really repetitive. I think you understand what I'm trying to get at here. Just whatever you're at, get in the search bar, put the number two, the words bucks sports pod. And you will find us. Uh, give us a comment. Interact with us. We love to hear it. And so, uh, in the meantime, Rusty, you can play our music. And we will get out of here. And we'll see you again next week. Three, two, one.